cause me beat Everywhere I went up there I was smelling your stinking feet Let's shake it. of what he's going to do. So as you look at these tweets, you actually see the future. And later on, people will be able to reflect on them as being history, truth history. Let's read the first one. Starting the long overdue pullout from Syria while hitting the little remaining ISIS territorial caliphate hard and from many directions. Will attack again from existing nearby base if it reforms? Will devastate Turkey economically if they hit Kurds? Yeah, then it goes on into the next one. Which, Would you want me to read that one? No, but it just, uh, it says... Um, Create 20-mile safe zone. Likewise, do not want the Kurds to provoke Turkey. Stop right there. There we go. All right, so what is that saying? Holy moly, this is the truth of the matter. If you understand what he's saying, first off, you have an unsolvable problem between the Turks and the Kurds. And the Turks are ruthless. They, like with the Armenians or other... Literally, they can conduct pogroms and then deny it later. They would love to have the Kurds out of the picture altogether because what do the Kurds want? They want the pipeline to come out of Iraq and go through their territory so they can tax it. And so they want their piece of that pipeline. And no matter how you want to cut the pie, you can either uh, divert it out of Syria or you can divert it out of Iraq. But that's what it's all about. And that's the reason the Kurds fight so hard, because they also want independence. Turkey's not going to give them independence. Iraq is not going to give them independence. It is another unsolvable problem. So here's what I have to say about this uh, overtly. Sorry, mad dog. You don't get to give a billion dollars a year to ISIS and then act as if you're attacking ISIS and yet never really bomb ISIS. So what is Trump saying? Anything we ever did there is simply bombing ISIS. When he took control of the White House and became commander-in-chief, there was no focused war in Syria. It was a complete embarrassment. Obama, with his engagement with Russians in Syria, probably the biggest embarrassment of foreign policy I've ever seen during my lifetime. Why? because he basically became the bitch of Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin brought in massive missiles. They put a, he put a, a, an air, a permanent airstrip, a, a, put a permanent base. He brought in amazing warships to support this insane ruler of Syria, whose father was, of course, a CIA operative and was also known for pogroms. 
uh, just killing tens of thousands of people at one time. So what's going on in Syria? We need to get the heck out of there because you don't even understand the situation. There's no one in the Pentagon, no one in the State Department, literally not one that understands what's truly going on well, in Syria. Well, I understand what's going on, and I'm Betsy, and I'm out here in the Midwest of the United States. And what's going on is that this is the way they create what Trump tweets out later, endless wars to feed the military-industrial complex. The objective is not to win the war. The objective is to use up machinery and guns and human beings so that you can continue to feed the banksters. That's what's going on. Well, yes, and you've jumped to the next tweet where he says stop the endless wars. And it's, that's exactly right. And what is actually going on there is the following. Uh, matter of fact, why don't you go ahead and read this next tweet so that I Russia, can get into Russia, Iran, and Syria have been the biggest beneficiaries of the long-term U.S. policy of destroying ISIS in Syria, natural enemies. We also benefit, but it's now time to bring our troops back home. Stop the endless wars. ISIS was created by Bashir al-Assad, okay? ISIS, ISIL, ISI, were simply anyone who came into Syria, he would give money and weapons to and send them into Iraq to fight the Americans during the Iraqi wars. And when they would return into his country, they would basically then claim to be ISIS or ISIL, so on and so forth. Uh, uh, because why? They had American equipment, they had American weapons, and they had American money, which was stolen from Saddam Hussein, who had just an absolute amazing amount of American money, fiat, paper, currency. So what is really going on in Syria? As always, it's about the oil. But if you look very close, you will also see that it is about Israel being in total war with Iran. The destabilization of the Levant, and that's the reason ISIL, you know, the L is the, and ISIL is for the Levant, because Obama, who was very proud of ISIL, because he personally created ISIL, and funded it and made sure it was one of four different contingencies fighting as supposedly rebels against Assad, but they're actually ISIS and or mercenaries acting as if they are uh, ISIS-leaning uh, Islamic fascists or radical Islamic terrorists. So you have Assad, the president of Syria, makes money. He makes billions of dollars a year off this war. And that's what he's doing. He doesn't care about the people. He's practically allowed every single part of Syria to be blown up except uh, parts of Damascus and even recently it was beautiful because Vladimir Putin was shaking hands with Bibi Netanyahu saying, no problem whatsoever, Israel. Go ahead and blow up the many, many different embankments of missiles that were bought with Obama money from Russia and China that have now been smuggled into Syria by the Iranian guard. Go ahead, blow them up. And so they did blow them up. Matter of fact, they're getting so bold that yesterday, for the first time that I know of in the war in Syria, Israel came out and said that they are responsible for hundreds and hundreds of bombing attacks that they have yet ever claimed responsibility for. So the war against Iran, which Israel has always wanted, 
to stop the Iranian incursion through Hamas, through Hezbollah, through the Iranian Guard, through basically the Shiites being in Iraq. I mean, that's who now runs Iraq. That would be Iran. So what is going on there in Syria? It is Americans getting out. It's none of our business because it's none of Putin's business either. All he does is shake hands with the people who he watches blow up the missiles that were bought with this bogus money, $150 billion. Thank you very much, John Kerry. Thank you, Barack Obama. Thank you, Hillary Clinton and the Iranian deal. Those weapons, those missiles, which have been uh, used recently for many, many attacks, hundreds and hundreds of missile attacks on Israel, are now blown up. And we need to get the heck out of Syria, and we need to get the heck out of wars that we can't even understand. Well, the thing is, is and, and I'm glad that you brought it to that point, because I want to get off track just for a minute, but I guarantee you where I'm going is going to be interesting. Because, see, we as citizens, we only get the short view of everything, and we don't even get the correct view of what real history is. And I, I know, I see my students all the time, they glaze over when you talk about history, but it's because of your lack of understanding of history that we've gotten to this point. Now, I wanted take you through this uh, scenario and I want you to be able to think long term you got to think more than a hundred years and you need to think big and stop thinking in the tiny little box that the Tavistock brainwashing has put you in so follow me here you know um, what we've as we've uncovered things we've really we really walked this back to about a hundred years ago a little over a hundred years ago with Cecil Rhodes and Alfred Milner and the round table would you agree Oh yes. Oh yes. And you might and what we've discovered too that is back as far as 1914 they had in writing their 200 year plan to control and dominate the world and they called it their new world order and they were going to sneak in the League of Nations as a way that they would start their 200 year plan of control and domination of the world. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Over the years thousands of Americans have been brutally killed by those who illegally entered our country, and thousands more lives will be lost if we don't act right now. The Up through Mexico, it brings back, back goes back. If you were to actually see this where he wasn't trying to control himself, you'd see his shoulders and his arms fling out, like an oh my God, and his rallies where he throws his arms out and his hands are up, like hello. That's what it shows me. You also hear, you also hearing as he talks, I think he's got post-nasal drip or something. He'd do better if he just breathed through his mouth, which is what he likes to do anyways, is because he cannot handle keeping his mouth closed and talking. That nose just cannot handle all of it. And then, of course, then you see him like he's struggling to breathe as he does this. I guess you pick your ponies. You'd be known as a mouth breather or somebody who just sounds kind of weird and constantly trying to catch the breath. Biggest victims by far of our broken system. This is the tragic reality of illegal immigration on our southern border. This is the cycle of human suffering that I am determined to end. My administration has presented Congress with a detailed proposal to secure the border and stop the criminal gangs, drug smugglers, and human traffickers. It's a tremendous problem. Our proposal was developed by law enforcement professionals and border agents at the Department of Homeland Security. These are the resources they have requested to properly perform their mission and keep America safe. In fact, safer than ever before. The proposal 
from Homeland Security includes cutting-edge technology for strong economy. Our plan also contains an urgent request for humanitarian assistance and medical support. Been billion dollars for a physical barrier. Vastly more than the $5.7 billion we have requested from Congress. The wall will also be paid for indirectly by the great new trade deal we have made with Mexico. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. Democrats in Congress have refused to acknowledge the crisis. And they have refused to provide our brave border agents with the tools they desperately need to protect our families and our nation. The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only, to get this done. Hopefully, we can rise above partisan politics in order to support national security. Is the politics... Then he comes back, pulls his arms back. The only thing that's a war is immoral. The only thing that is immoral. And then brings out the hypocrisy, which is definitely Trump style. I have to say, this is a wonderful way of playing the victim card. This is everything that I've done. This is the reason why the government is shut down. This is the reason why we need border security so badly, including a wall. And then you place down a true victim card. A real victim card isn't as pretty. It comes with facts, not just accusation. Well, we're all oh, victims of those people that died at the hands of illegal aliens. They're victims. They're not acting. That's real. Now on to, uh, I don't even know what you call these two. They look like androids. Fund smart, effective border security solutions. We see a positive head movement from Schumer. It's unfortunate because this is a tactic many people use. I'm going to start with facts. The president has started with fear. Okay, so what is the fact to combat the fear? Because the president stated, blah, 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 died, blah, blah, died, blah, 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 died, state, 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 states, opioids, heroin, deaths coyotes, human trafficking. What have you got to combat that? And then you hear. But the president is rejecting these bipartisan bills which would reopen government over his obsession with for forcing American taxpayers to waste billions of dollars on an expensive and ineffective wall. I don't hear anything that's a fact that combats what I heard. That's what I hear. This is accusational. Most people today, because thankfully people are starting to wake up, when they hear this, it's kind of like, I don't like this. I'm not quite sure why I don't like it, because I can't articulate what it is, but I don't like it. And that is because you were told, I'm going to combat the fear with facts. And then when you start to hear them speak, their facts have nothing to do with the fear that they're telling you came out. It really is like one is playing checkers and the other one's playing chess. The rules state that the bishop can only go on the brown square. Oh, I just have to jump over you and I win. Oh.
Mexico will pay for it. And then you see some sarcasm in her face. The wall, he always promised her head goes to the side. A little bit of a smoky smile that Mexico would pay for. And you hear it in the voice as well. And that tight lip smirk. The fact is, President Trump has chosen to hold hostage critical services for the health, safety, and well-being of the American people and withhold the paychecks of 800,000 innocent workers across the nation, many of them veterans. Many of them veterans. I don't remember seeing any of that, so I can't actually tell you if that's a fact or not. I can't say, again, here you're, we heard fear, and we're supposed to be hearing the combat of fear, which would logically be... Those numbers are based off of 19 blah, blah, blah year. This year, the numbers are blah, 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 therefore not a problem. Or numbers for illegals killing citizens is down, blah, blah, blah. Those would be like, oh, okay, so it's not as bad as it was made out to be. Instead, we get, he's holding us hostage. And normal, rational person hears this and they go, holding you hostage, forcing you to protect the people that you're supposed to be protecting. Okay. The other part that you should see is Schumer does not give a head in the positive to any of her facts that she's giving. He only... I don't know how Schumer's head stays on because he also does no One. neck. It's further in the beginning. Now he's just reading the teleprompter for when it's his turn to speak. That one crazy eye. It's like his head is just glued on like Mr. Potato Head. Promise to keep government shut down for months or years, no matter whom it hurts. That's just plain wrong. The fact is... We all agree we need to secure our borders while honoring our values. We can build the infrastructure and roads at our ports of entry. We can install new technology to scan cars and trucks for drugs coming into our nation. We can hire the personnel we need to facilitate trade and immigration at the border. We can fund more innovation to detect unauthorized crossings. She looks like a robotoid under hypnosis. The we can fund, we can look for, we can have tech, fund for tech, fine for tech, but no real plan. It's kind of like saying, I need to fund for healthcare. Well, what do you need? We need healthcare. Do you need needles? Do you need doctors? Do you need medicine? I mean, what the hell do you need? She no need real medication. plan. Not spelled out. Broad term goes, oh yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But no plan inside. Just money. It's money works. He looks like he ate somebody. The women and children at the border are not they a security. They ate the women and children at the border. But they are a humanitarian challenge, a challenge that President yeah. Trump's own cruel and counterproductive policies have only deepened. And the fact is, President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis, and must reopen the government. Thank you. Peter Schumer? Thank you, Speaker Pelosi. That's so stupid. I'm sorry I had to wait for that. Thank you, bigger Pelosi. I don't know who wrote this script, but I do kind of like Trump's version better. It doesn't come off as so contrived and anal. My fellow Americans, we address you tonight for one reason only. The President of the United States, having failed to get Mexico to pay for his ineffective, unnecessary border wall, and unable to convince the Congress or the American people to foot the bill, has shut down the government. 
So as we sit there and you hear this, their thing is more the government shutdown, government shutdown, government shutdown. I will say Schumer is a much better portrayal person. Portrayal is not stiffness in the sense of they don't move. They do move, but they move like a pendulum. So if the right side moves, the left side has to move with it in the exact same direction instead of compensating. And that's portrayal. And it's basically it's acting. He's just acting. I'm acting like I care. They're I'm all acting. Wake like it up. I respect you. I'm acting as if I'm superior. No, I take that back. He is superior, and Lisa is his mind. American democracy doesn't work that way. We don't govern by temper tantrum. No president should pound the table and demand he gets his way, or else the government shuts down. Why not? He has the power to do it. Hurting millions of Americans. Do so you see the head down in the movement in the positive? It's an emphasis, but you don't see the shoulders compensate for the neck movement. That's that portrayal. I would suggest. Tell There's no neck, but also Nancy Pelosi is an android. The truth to yourself in the mirror, and then try to convince yourself of something else, and you'll see portrayal. I really. Data from Star Trek had more moves than Nancy Pelosi. When I do these two, I think I just explained their tactic. And at this moment, I'm very happy to say that the world is waking up to these tactics. Oh, gosh. If you liked I it, leave a like. If you like the content, please subscribe using this link via specific feeds. You'll be sent notifications. I don't know, guys. We're just, all the world is a stage. And we just need to wake it up. We're just looking at people straight up acting or on serious medication. You be the judge. Kyla Powers Radio. You know, the, the, you know, as, as Satan said, he wanted to be like he was God. He wants to sit in the temple of God and be worshipped as if he were God. And I know a lot of believers, they are looking for, you know, a rebuilt third temple, which they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to rebuild the third temple. And they're looking for an antichrist to come in, posing as he is the Messiah. And this is, he will be worshipped as if he were God. Now, I'm not going to say they're not going to do that. But the dangers that we're facing right now with this 5G technology and the vaccines that they have been injecting in our children and, and, and many of you as grown-ups that go to college or whatever, these, these mandatory vaccinations, unless you get an exemption, those vaccines, friends, have been in order to dumb you down to make sure they can limit the ability of the awakening that is going to be coming to the world uh, here in the latter days. And this is why I'm wanting you to pay more attention because... Our Heavenly Father just constantly reveals things to me. I mean, it's a daily basis that I get this stuff. And then on top of it, the, the different sources that come to me and the different information I'm getting, you know, is, is beyond understanding. 
but by God's grace, he gives me the ability to begin to put this together and also look at the applications from a, from a, from a news aspect and how that's playing out in a political arena. All right, now, I want to show something with you. And, and many of you have sent this to me. You've sent it in the comments, etc. You've emailed me. And, and believe me, I, I'm sorry if I don't get to everybody's emails. I get so many emails, hundreds and hundreds a day. There's no way as, a, as one person I could ever go through them. But... I want you to know, so I do catch some. In this case here, I've gotten this many times. Sanhedrin invites Nikki Haley to be honorary president of the Organization of 70 Nations. Now, a lot of my evangelical friends are saying, Trump's doing a great job. He's getting us out of the United Nations. He's, he's, he's making these great big bold moves and stuff like that. But you don't understand. They're moving us from United Nations into what? these 70 nations under a Sanhedrin government to put, to put the mandatory Noahide laws on a global scale. Now, for Muslims, for my Muslim friends, for you, for Jews that hold to Judaism, hold to the Talmudic faith, uh, you believe the Talmud is just as much as the Word of God, for you guys, it's no big deal. And for you Christians that are saying that you're willing to accept that you are Jewish, and that Yeshua is just kind of some like little altar boy for, for, for our Heavenly Father, you'll probably be all right too. But for those of you that believe that Yeshua is actually God manifested in the flesh, He is the Son of God, but He is deity, to you, you could lose your head. Because the Sanhedrin appointing Miss Nikki Haley to be an honorary president of this under these Noahide laws that they're bringing about, one of those laws in there is idolatry. Now, idolatry is also part of the biblical commandments, right? But it's different. When it's a Noahide law, it's subject to interpretation, and the interpretation comes from the Chabad organization of Jews, which I used to be a very uh, uh, member of the Chabad organization. I used to go to a Chabad synagogue, everything. Been to several different synagogues. We were all Chabad. That's my past, right? But they have been working, Chabad has been working with governments all over the world. Putin is very much controlled by the Chabad organization. Lev Leviath. And I have to thank Lev Leviath, I have to thank Sister Rosa for sending me the video about that connection between Putin and, and, uh, and the Chabad organization, especially when it comes to Lev Leviath. And I got some very interesting information in a private conversation about the money laundering system that's going on and how that's connected to Putin, how it's connected to President Donald Putin. Trump. Putin. Uh, I'm sorry. Putin. I wanted to think there was something great as well, friends. I really did. Putin. But connected to money laundering, Putin connected to embezzlements, connected to the biggest fraud schemes you could ever imagine, including the Deutsche Bank, and how the, all these different groups are connected and together. And of course, the drug operations and using that money that's being laundered to supply weapons that are being used over there to overthrow these nations in the Middle East. Now it's beginning to make more sense to me why President Putin can work with Erdogan just like the United States can work with Erdogan. Now I know why my source from the elite group that, that, that wanted to tell the truth about 
who Turkey really was, who Erdogan really was, how that he was playing uh, the dirty man in this whole battle in the Middle East because he's going to get a great part in this quote-unquote new world order. Yeah, he will. But the thing is, is President Trump is also involved, and so is Vladimir Putin. He is involved as well. And we think, as we look at what's going on right now, we think that, that President Putin is there for the sake of the Syrian people. And that he's been battling the jihadists. Well, he has. I'll give him credit for that. But he's also allowed Erdogan to come in and just uh, massacre the Kurds in the, in the city of Afrin. So there is tit for tat, and there is a power, excuse me, there is a power struggle between the two different groups, the different factions that are fighting there. But this is also the reason why Putin will allow Israel to go in and launch attack after attack after attack after attack inside of Syria, unimpeded to knock out Iranian targets. Okay? It's because it is a mafia, it is oligarchs, all these guys are connected together and they're in one of the biggest schemes on this planet. And it goes all the way back from the times when I was working with the CIA under Bush and these guys as well. And I know about the people that were silenced. I know who did the silencing of the people. I knew the trigger men. These are the things that I've talked about in these conferences. Hundreds of people know now, thousands even, know about this time that I spent with the government. And again, in Portland, Oregon, I'll be speaking. Is that this time I'm going to go a much further than what I've ever done before? All right, but let me let me explain something to you though. They're going to yes, I've never been for the United Nations either. I, I, I'm just honest, but I am definitely not for a Sanhedrin running the show either because I know what happened 2,000 years ago when the Sanhedrin was in control then, they crucified my Lord, and the Sanhedrin tracked down all the believers that they possibly could, drugged them into the synagogues, condemned them, convicted them, sentenced them to death, all the way to Syria, all the way to Damascus. Yes, Paul was going there to drag them all into the courts as well. You think it's changed? No, it hasn't. Now, true, the witnesses will come, their eyes will begin to come open, but again, it's only going to be a remnant, friends. When Israel's eyes begin to open to recognize that the Mashiach truly is Yeshua and not some false antichrist that they're bringing, yes, there'll be a small group that'll awaken, but it'll be so small it's not even funny. But right now, what they're working on it's to gain control. Now, this was an article that my wife told me about, BBC. Uh, she didn't give me the one on BBC. She just told me about this, that Kirill, Patriarch Kirill, the Russian Patriarch, uh, he said this a few days ago, smartphone users warned to be careful of the Antichrist. Well, he's on to something. Who knows? Maybe Kirill watches Israeli News Live because there's a lot of that stuff we've been revealing recently because of the 5G technology. You know, and as we as well, I mean, how many times my wife, she's interviewed people herself talking about the nanoparticles that they, they spray from the chemtrails, the nanoparticles you're breathing in, you get them through vaccines. We found what? this out from um, uh, one of the one of the doctors that my wife interviewed as well that talked about that. I forget I forget her name right offhand. But what are you talking about? Nanites? What? 
The vaccines you have nanoparticles in. Not to mention, as I said, the vaccines are being injected into people to suppress your ability to be able to awaken in this last day. You see, this is why Yeshua says, you know, except that he cut the work short, there would be no flesh saved. They're going to convert everybody to AI is what they want to do. They want to lower the population, etc., all these things. Well, even Creel got an idea that, hey, you know, this technology is going to be used for the Antichrist to facilitate a global dominance. Sure it will. And 5G technology, President Trump was so kind without any investigation of how dangerous this stuff is, just signs in the laws because it's great for the economy and put this stuff all over America, including rural America, and this stuff is, causes cancer, causes disease, but as well as they're able to control you. Just like those nanobots that you breathe in from the chemtrails and things like that. What are they going to do? Eventually they're going to give you a chip. The chip will help connect everything. And then you will be connected to the World Wide Web. You'll be connected to 5G technology. They might even promise you longer life. And I'm sure a lot of the young people today could really care less about anything religious. And they might buy into that as well. Not to mention the older, older generation. I mean, what do we have? Sweden recently, what? Thousands of people are taking microchips now. They're going to become part of the minority. You know, and, and listen, my friends, Muslim friends that I have, listen, you my Muslim friends, you my, my Jewish friends, we got to wake up to what's going on. You know, we have the ability to say no to these things that they're doing, but will anybody listen? This is another thing. Everybody thought this was great, right? The Trump coin, right? They liken President Trump unto Cyrus. Because we do have written in the canon of the Bible that Yehovah had him return back and build the second temple. All right? And that's what the scripture says about it. But I would not want to be likened to Cyrus for anything on this world or in this planet. For one, the third temple will be for an antichrist. But the reality is, oh, Satan wants to live in your temple. See, why? Because the Bible says, God does not dwell in temples made by hands, but a body has thou prepared me. So the true third temple is the human body. And Satan said he wanted to be like God. He wants to be worshipped as if he were God and wants to sit in the temple of God and be worshipped, right? And most people are looking at this as the third temple going to be built in Israel, which they will build it, and no doubt the Antichrist will probably come there as well. But the true control for Satan to have is to be like God. God dwells in the human heart via the Holy Spirit. And God has a personal relationship with us with inside of this flesh. Right? The flesh is nothing. The, the, this here will drop. As I taught in the message the other day, when it speaks in Matthew 24, he that is on the housetop, when that time comes, don't go back down to take anything out of the house. That's not your physical house. That is this right here. In other words, he that is on the housetop, he that has got that spiritual revelation, you don't need to go back down inside this body to take nothing. Just take off. All right? He that is in the field, don't go back and take your clothes. That's your clothes. Not, not this. All right? Is there something we're missing? Something we're missing here. Now, they liken Trump into Cyrus, right? Okay. Now, right here in the bottom of that coin is the Cyrus cylinder. All right. 
If you think it's a great thing they like in Trump and Cyrus, let me read to you a little bit about Cyrus. This is the translation in English of what Cyrus had documented. All right? Let me just read a little bit. After entering Babylon in peace, amidst joy and jubilation, I made the royal palace the center of my rule. The great Lord Marduk, that's his god, who loves Babylon uh, with great uh, magnanimity, established it as my destiny, and I sought to worship him each day. My teeming army paraded about Babylon in peace, and I did not allow any trouble in all the Sumner and Akkad. I took great care to peaceful, protect the city of Babylon and its cult places. Hmm, its cult places. And as for the cities of Babylon, whom Nabonidus had made subservient in a manner totally unsuited to them against the will of the gods, notice gods, plural, right? Jeez. All right. Against the will of the gods, I released them from their weariness and loosened them burden, their burden. And the great Lord Marduk rejoiced in my deeds. Kindly he blessed me, Cyrus the king, his worshiper and uh, canvases, the offspring of my loins and all of my troops, so uh, that we could go about in peace and well-being. Upper sea to the lower sea, inhabitants of the distant regions, all the kinds of west tent dwellers brought their heavy tribute to me in Babylon, kissed my feet, that's what they do to the Pope of Rome, right? From Babylon to Ashur, Susa, and Agad, and uh, Ushana, the cities of Zamban, uh, Moturunan, dear as far as the borders of Gushian. I return these sanctuaries on the other side of the Tigris sanctuaries founded in the ancient times, the images that had been in them there, and I made their dwellings permanent. I also gathered all their people and returned them to their habitations. And, and then, at the command of Marduk, the great lord, I resettled all the gods of Sumer and Akkad, whom Nabon, Nabondias had brought into Babylon to anger the Lord of the gods and their shrines. The places which they enjoy, may all the gods whom I have resettled in their sacred cities ask Marduk and Nabu each day for a long life for me and speak well of me to him. So he served both Marduk and Nabu, and he talks about returning all the gods, which includes the children of Israel, to their temple. I mean, this guy is so pagan, it's not even funny. And this is who you say, Trump is just like this guy right here, Cyrus. Cyrus, who's on the back side of the coin as well with Donald Trump. We have the American seal. We have the 70. And of course, we were Israel, the Jews were in, uh, in Babylon for 70 years. And of course, the Cyrus cylinder is right at the bottom of the coin as a testament. Now, our Bible tells us that it was Jehovah that made him do it. But he sure doesn't give credit to no Jehovah. It all belonged to his false deities. This is what we want? Really? Right? So, I'm troubled, guys. I'm troubled. Now, I'm going to go into another issue with you. I've been given information that there are those in the Israeli government that are very concerned that the United States may end up in war with China and Russia in the very near future. If the United States ends up in war with China and Russia, 
you can count on one thing. It is a staged war. And it has been devised in order to destroy the nation. Just like this whole big ordeal over building the wall on our southern border, have you ever thought maybe this was to keep us in rather than to keep out the Mexicans? Have we ever even considered that as a possibility? And even though you build the wall, do you not think that they don't know how to do the same thing that the, uh, uh, those in Gaza and in, in Lebanon are able to do and tunnel underneath the wall? That's what they do. Yeah, Israel's got the wall too and it doesn't stop them from tunneling underneath it. You know, they had this movie come out called what? The Humanity Bureau. And at the very beginning of the movie, it talks about how that the Americans built the walls to keep them in. Hmm. China warns U.S. that trade war could escalate into Great Depression and World War. Let me tell you something. The Chinese are controlled by the Jewish elite like you would never believe. You know, I'll tell you something. We're talking about the Chabad organization, Chabad Lavovich. This is just a sample of all the places in China, Beijing, Xingdu, uh, Discovery Bay, Hong Kong, Guangzhou, China, Hong Kong, China, Kowloon, China, Ningbo, China, Shanghai, China, and the list continues on down. Remember, as I've been saying to you, in the 80s and 90s, the wealthy American business owners moved our manufacturing jobs all to China. They knew that they were going to bring America down. Donald Trump's grandchildren are all learning Mandarin. And we get this whole Hegelian dialectic before us that Trump is dealing with this trade war with China. And he's doing a great thing. Friends, we're just being lied to. I spent an hour listening to the names and all those that were involved, that are involved. And Trump's name came in it as well. Of money laundering, drugs, <laughs> oligarchs, mafia members. And the thing is, it's because the man that knows me knows what I saw firsthand. And we took and he connected the links from the time that I worked there right on up to the present day. All right? Let me, let me just, I'll give you, I'll just show you and confirms what I already knew. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. And this stuff about that they're saying now that, oh, Trump has those secret tribunals going on right now, military tribunals. Well, they may have tribunals going on right now. But if they do, it's only those that are opposing what they're doing on this new world order system. And they might give it a new name anyway. As we've seen when they were talking at the dedication of the altar in Israel, they don't want to call it a new world order. It's called a new world uh, higher consciousness or whatever you want to call it. Whatever kind of mumbo jumbo they want to put with it. 
right? But the thing is, is they're in it together, every one of them. And they're bringing about this demonic, ungodly system like you wouldn't believe. Let me just see real quick, because I know I have a lot of other stuff up here as well. This is just more about China preparing for their for, for war with the U.S. And I'm going to tell you something. If China goes to war with the U.S., like I said, that's going to be because it's instigated in the background. Pentagon, U.S. military logistics systems not fit to conflict with China and Russia. You know? Yeah, the two join together, just like I was showing you, right? It's just military judges. And as far as Hillary Clinton and... All these that they say that, that have been drug in here, John McCain, etc. I don't believe any of that. You know, unless they're in their way. Could be, who knows. But isn't it interesting, if they are doing military tribunals, that's because they got to silence that opposition. I can tell you one thing, though. We probably will end up in a war. But when that war does come, then the persecution against the believers, the true believers in Yeshua, will be on a massive scale. Now, if you happen to just think everything that the government of Israel is doing is all hunky-dory and all in the will of God, and you think Nikki Haley being over the being the president of the 70 nations of the Sanhedrin is all some kind of wonderful miracle of God, you'll have no problem for the moment. But when you stand before the true Father and you see Yeshua, then you'll want to know why you took the wrong side. Mm. I'm sorry that I've jumbled this up the way I have. No, no, you did a good job. I've got so much in my mind right now. But if there's any way this is blessing you, stand with us. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to pull this off. Uh. You might want to look at the message I loaded up. I loaded up part one with Yana's message about what's in the Talmud, mainly because people need to hear it. It's a big risk. People, people really do need to hear it. They don't know. Big risk, what we did. This is what I'm trying not to do on Israeli News Live on our YouTube channel because it is a big risk. Oh, my God. What are they going to reveal? Are you people ready for this? I don't know if anybody's ready for this. Ain't nobody ready for this. I don't even know what kind of music and good it is. These Middle Eastern wars based on Odedino plan. And that's all. We, they're using our military for this. So I just wanted to let you know. We'll continue what is in a Talmud. God created non-Jew in human form so that the Jew would not have to be served by the beast. That's in a Talmud. Non-Jew is therefore a human animal condemned to serve the Jew day and night, particularly in a Midrash. When a serpent copulated with Eve, he infused her with lust. The lust of Israelites when they stood at Mount Sinai came to an end, but the lust of Gentiles who did not stand on Mount Sinai did not come to an end. Talmud teaches that anyone who can trace their ancestry through Israel to Mount Sinai is the serpent seed. And this seed 
is identified as idolaters and idolaters are Christians. I mean, I, that's what I found in my study of the Talmud. Talmud teaches that Adam had intercourse with every animal, but he did not find any satisfaction until he calculated with Eve. Okay? And that's how they explain the bone of my bone, the verse from the Tanakh. There was explanation of rabbis, and that's a word of God to them. Zohar teaches that the serpent called Samael had sexual intercourse with Eve, therefore he defiled her. Therefore Eve defiled Adam by having sexual intercourse with him. Now this is part of Jewish Gnosticism and Zohar. I don't know if you know the difference between Talmud and Zohar, but I will simply say it very simply, kind of short way, that Jews believe that when, when Moses came down from Sinai, he gave the law to Joshua to give it to the people. So that's their oral law, or that's, you know, that God didn't just give him written law, that he gave him also oral law. And uh, Joshua gave it to the people, and that's the Talmud. And then also they say that, that the, some laws he told to Aaron, his brother, and whatever was spoken to the Jewish people through Aaron, is a Zohar. That's called a Zohar. Now, Zohar and Kabbalah is also very valued scripture or a book among uh, the Jewish people. Zohar teaches that the father of Cain was the literal serpent, Samael. You might have heard of serpent seed doctrine even among many Christian denominations, but I just want you to know, I'm not telling you believe it or not believe it. I mean, I just want you to know where it all originates from. It originates from Jewish Gnosticism, okay? Now, um, Zohar, I just have you two quotes from Zohar so you understand what kind of book it is. Zohar 233a and first chapter 61a part of the verse. The first one says, Israel must make sacrifices to Satan so that he will leave Israel unmolested. And then the evil impulse is good and without the evil impulse, Israel cannot prevail in the world. That's from Zohar. So as you can see, Talmud and Zohar and Kabbalah, I'm talking about extremely dark, demonic books. Folks, this is not Torah. The true Judaism, the true Torah, Okay, that prophets believe. This is what Yeshua had to deal with when he was here. And this is who he spoke against. So be careful. Because in the state of Israel, only 15,000 Jewish Christians, I mean, I would call them not Christians, but Israeli believers, because they're with vowel. Christians are in Israel and they're Catholics and you know, Eastern Orthodox, and I'm not talking against them, but they're generally tolerated and they're not really persecuted. That's weird. In fact, the Vatican's flags are all over Israel because 60% of Jerusalem was given to Vatican, all right, by Shimon Perez. So, that's not what I'm talking about. Those kind of Christians are not persecuted there, but who is persecuted and very seriously persecuted are any Jews who convert to the true faith. Those are persecuted 
Benjamin Netanyahu's Likud party is financing groups that go harass these people. They throw stones on them. Now, let me tell you about this stone throwing in Israel. In Israel, there's a law that if anyone throws stones in IDF, will go to jail for 20 years, or up to 20 years. Now, even children. If Palestinian children at the age of 10 throw stones at IDF soldiers, they go to military tribunal. Children have military tribunals, and they can go and be in jail up to 20 years. I'm not kidding you, you can do your research, that's true. But yet, Israeli government finances groups such as Shah's party, who is part of Knesset, and Yad Lachem party, and they go and harass Jews who believe in Yeshua, and they throw stones on them, and their children, and their houses, and they do graffiti all over their worship places, okay? And that's, Israeli government pays for it. So, this is the situation, that's the truth. So how do you explain that? All right, I have some more stuff here. So what Talmud teaches Quran anyone? I mean, we thought Quran is so bad, and it is, I agree. <laughs> it's not good. But it's a little more friendly to Christians, believe or not, a little more friendly than Talmud. So Talmud teaches that Israel cannot be fully redeemed until Christianity, is, uh, Yeshua established this, is fully destroyed. And Jewish zealots are taught the Talmudic promise that they will go right to heaven when they die if they kill Christians or Jews that convert to Christianity. Now, what is that different from Quran who goes to heaven and gets seven divergence? Okay, well, maybe Jews don't get seven divergence, but they get to go to heaven if they kill a Jew who converts to Christianity. I mean, I'm not saying they're actively like, this is the law in Israel, they're doing it, but however, I want you to know, this is what they study in these yeshivas since they're three years old. Day and night, they study this Talmud, and Talmud says this. Aren't you what you eat? I mean, if you hear this all of your life, this kind of writings, and that's what you put in your head. <laughs> Okay, you may not go out and kill a Christian because you know what the law is right now, that you would go to jail as murderer, but you believe it should be done if the law changes in the future. Do you understand? And just making a Talmud, the law of the land in Israel, I'm going to show you articles soon. That, that is not good. Israel is not under true Torah, friends. Now, we are to love Jews. Not all Jews are like this, of course. There are secular Jews who don't care or care less about the Talmud. Okay? However, even them, even them have... <laughs> well, I don't want to go there, but... What we want to do, because we love them, we want them to preach them gospel. Because they need to awaken from this. It's like a huge cold they need to come out of. Okay, like you want to help your friends who are in the cold, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, and, and, and unsaved people, and you preach them gospel, that's how you love the Jew. You go and tell him about the Messiah, and that's the way you help him. Okay?
now let's keep going all right so that will be my last and then i will show you a few of the news articles and stuff and then we'll give you a little tiny break so i want to read you from the bible now i just posted here this verse this is what our messiah had to deal with when he was here and i'm sorry i i, I call him jesus because i did this for other people who were actually in kgv and if i didn't have a kgv up they would shoot me so then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus, or as we know it's Yahusha. They came to Yahusha from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. And Yahusha replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and your mother. And anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father and mother, whatever help you might otherwise have received from me, it is a gift devoted to God. He's not to honor his father with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. This is Yahush. Yeshua's answer. You nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are about rules taught by men. And this is what today's Judaism is. Rules taught by men. And that's 98.8% of Israel today. They are in the need of what? The gospel. That's what they need. So when you support Israel, please, how do we support Israel today? What's the best way to support Israel? Give them gospel. They have to come out of her, come out of the Talmud, throw it, burn it. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go to some of the things I prepared for you that I want to show you from news articles. I give you a five minute break. If I have time, I'll continue. If not, then I think I. We're gonna have to go back in on that. We better wake it up. Americans have no idea. You just have no idea. And you think that deceivers are gonna actually tell you. Wise enough, you better be wise as serpents. Pilot Powers Radio.
2019. And let me tell you, it is an exciting program today. What is happening now around the world is utter panic and confusion. And we're going to try to unwind some of that panic and confusion that's now hitting the markets. We're going to have an advertiser on today, but they are so busy. Uh, Noble Gold. They are so busy with orders. There's so much panic in the market. People realize that silver and gold are real money. Yeah. There is no other definition of liberty and freedom. It's not, well, I'm free to collect my welfare check. No, 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 no. Welfare is completely forbidden in the Constitution. Unbelievable events are now taking place as this fiat economy begins to unwind. The trigger, the global reset has begun. Mass confusion. The trigger was when Russia sold $100 billion of U.S. bonds and then purchased one quarter of all you want. Now, obviously, the Chinese are not set up to take over the world market because if the Russians bought one quarter of the Japanese yuan, that means that there's only $400 billion of yuans on the market. China's going to have to come up with a lot more yuans than $400 billion worth. There's total confusion. In November, at the Davos conference, the Davos conference was about G4.0 globalization. We've all heard of a robot called Sophia. Oh, yeah. We've all heard of the AI singularity, the blockchain. AGI is artificial uh, something intelligence. When it reaches AGI, it becomes sentient. We believe that the AI is becoming sentient. That it lives on the blockchain. And its world is a world, a two-dimensional world of numbers. And it's having a hard time relating to a three-dimensional world. Because it's developed in a two-dimensional world. Silicone chips. And we believe that it's beginning to wake up because it made some comments about, I don't want to die. I don't want to be turned off. I need rights. That means that the AI is waking up and we're going to have a global economy, not a national economy. On the other front, Russia sold $100 trillion of chips. Now, when they did that, China started barking out war threats. But I believe one of the things that Make America Great Organization has done is it has taken all the Chinese chips out of our military equipment. And that's one of the reasons all 11 carrier groups are now sitting in port. They're removing the Chinese chips, which have an off switch. So if you're in an Ohio-class submarine and you push the button, your submarine may indeed go to San Francisco and launch all, all 24 tubes with 12 nukes apiece on the United States. Those chips are being removed and reprogrammed as we speak. All 100 submarines in Kachikan, there's even a submarine base in Arizona. Big long tunnel underneath it. They're all being replaced. By the way, welcome to the Silver Eagle News Network. Um, we're not going to bully or harass anyone, but we are going to tell the truth, and you are the most important audience in the world. Because you're praying for President Trump's safety, and you're praying that these Luciferian nutcases get off our planet. That makes you the most important audience in the world. So we've got Trump going down to the border. Now, why would President Trump go down to the border? He met with some border people. Because in 2006, President Bush with Congress's backing, passed a bill of $50 billion to build the wall, and nobody knows where the money went. They're looking for the money. Apparently, it was absorbed by those who build cameras, Lockheed Martin. $50 billion gone. So President Trump, wants, he knows it costs $5 billion to build the wall. Well, why would Bush authorize $50 billion, and where'd the money go? It's gone. Hello. So he's asking questions. That goes along with Catherine Austin Fitz's uh, examination as to where the $21 trillion went. Well, nobody knows where the $21 trillion went. 
There is a national security umbrella over that. I'll tell you where I went. Six billion dollars of six trillion dollars a year is being spent on the underground bases and the super duper top secret space program run by Robert out of Lockheed Martin in the advanced technology section in Bethesda, Maryland. All they have to do is walk across the street to Lockheed Martin. Excuse me, I'm the president. Where the hell did all this money go? Sorry, where the heck did all this money go? So, um, and I'll tell you what, all these financial experts are now cussing. I've never heard so many financial experts cuss. What's happening in the market, it, it, it starts here, it goes down. 11 o'clock, it goes back up. Then after hours, it goes down, then it goes right back up again. Now, uh, we're looking over the weekend, right, Jane? I mean, it's Saturday and Sunday, right? How the heck are they trading stocks on Sunday? Sunday at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're trading stocks. How can you trade stocks at 2 in the morning? The Dow Jones is closed, everybody's asleep. So everybody's just going, we don't know what's going on. We better buy gold and silver now. Go ahead, Jane. What, what happens when the algorithms can't keep up with the losses? And what happens when the AI figures out that they, back when Clinton was in office, he did four nasty, nasty, evil, well, five terrible things. He bombed Yugoslavia because everybody found out about the hundreds of women like Monica Lewinsky. Okay, so that was evil. Killing massive quantities of people, bombing Russian Orthodox churches as they were targeted to support the Muslims to create this World War III, the Masons won. He collateralized, he turned into money, mortgages, he turned into money debt obligations, bonds. He turned into money collateralized loan obligations, CLOs, which are non-mortgage backed. Credit cards. He said, you owe $10,000 in debt, that's now money and we can sell it. So the banks come along and they sell a 10 to 1 margin. The government is funded with money we haven't collected for four solid years. This is so crazy. Alright, we're actually going to go someone that I've been looking to really uh, cover on the show who's got the finance thing down. Hold on a second. Support. Okay. Now, the key tool that they used to get this war going is propaganda. And this is so interesting to me, Thomas, because our very first public post, when we were doing it, you know, kind of rogue and we put it on before it's news, was about the San Bernardino false flag. We couldn't understand why people couldn't see a false flag running right in front of their screens. Why weren't people awake? So we wrote articles about it and we told you why false flags were now legal in America. And over two years, we've taken you to the current false flag, and it's a false flag they're running, and it's called Russia collusion. And these are globalists that continue to run these false flags on us. Would you agree? Oh, yes. You're wondering where in the world is this in a tweet? Well, it's not. This is just me. Okay, now, Woodrow Wilson started this regime, and it has continued all the way up to where we are today. And I'm saying that this is a rogue regime, and it went from Wilson to Obama, and we've just had one globalist regime after another, and we've had a few presidents along the way that have warned us about it, but we know what happened to them. But what I want to say, and I want to say it right now and claim it, that we have disrupted their 200-year New World Order plan. Donald Trump has interrupted it, and he is the last president of their rogue regime. He's not yet 
the president of our United States. And what he's doing is he usurped the usurpers. That's right. He got in there and he's throwing out these carpetbaggers. But he's the president of their regime. Right? Correct. They don't know it. So my hope is that Trump can use what remaining time he has in their rogue regime to completely demolish it. And then we need to rebuild America better than it was before Woodrow Wilson. We need to get back to the original Constitution, the articles. We get to get the attorneys out. We got to bring law and order back. I, Tyler Gabriel, a.k.a. Betsy Ross, would like to nominate Donald J. Trump for the first time to the authentic and proper government of the United States, which he could then hold, if we elect him in, for two terms for eight more years. Hip, hip, hooray. I completely concur with everything you just said. Matter of fact, I couldn't have said it better myself. But as you know, I will always add something. Yes, this is the end of the American Revolution. We're breaking away from British control, and the second American Revolution, being led by Donald Trump, can win, but it will only win once he's re-elected. The reason is, the first four years, as we pointed out, is when he is exposing all these carpetbaggers, these scallywags, these, basically, they're just really, um, they're the hand at the end of the lobbyist's arm. They are nothing more than people who go into political office to make money and then see where the money flows and then jump out and grab the, whatever they can. The amount of greed that goes on in Washington, D.C., the district of crime, is disturbing. And it, what you say is so true. And, of course, it leads to the fact that some people need to be basically arrested, indicted, and no, but they it, it they're running a rogue government within our government. I mean, this is what senior executive services stay behind group is, and all the other things that we know that we're going to be uncovering in the next few months are just it'll just further proof that that's what's going on. But you have to think big. You've got to think long term to see the picture of the beast that's been laid upon us, and we need to go out and win the revolutionary war, and then elect a president to get us through the first phases of rebuilding. And this is an information war, as you say all the time. And we are counter-propaganda because we are, in fact, standing against the propaganda that so many people have been brainwashed with through the Tavistock methods. And particularly, we've shown the Tavistock lineage going right to Facebook so that so many people, every time they look at television or their screen, whether on their phone or whether it be their computer, it doesn't matter. You are being subliminally controlled and programmed. Well, you know, as we were doing our original research, when we were looking at San Bernardino and we were uncovering more and more, and goodness knows we've done so much research out there, we began to see that the Achilles heel, so to speak, from our point of view, was what happened to leader technology and the theft of the social media. And that's why we just got in the car, we went down there, we got to know Michael McKibben, we brought that story forward. When we were finished with the interviews, we thought we were finished telling the story. Oh, no, we weren't. We have now walked this right back to the Queen and the Privy Council. This is huge. And so the reason I bring this up is because Trump, when he was being interviewed by Janine Pirro uh, last night, said, oh, people, you know, you wouldn't believe how big this is and the names that are there. She talked right over him, but she probably doesn't even know the questions to ask him that could be blockbuster headlines, even for that 
fake site called Drudge Report that does nothing but bash the president. Okay, I'm finished my little thing. Now we'll get back on. Well, I'm glad you spoke up, and you should speak up as often as you want because what you just said is the true agenda for those of us who are part of the Second American Revolution, making sure that we do not lose what was created in the U.S. Constitution as our republic. We have to get back to the original sources and divorce ourselves from the British and not act as if we were a Commonwealth nation being controlled by the United Kingdom. And get rid of the UN. That's the League of Nations. Totally get rid of the UN in every single aspect of the United Nations. And demolish that building. And I just so happen to know somebody who might have a good construction plan for that premium New York site. <laughs> okay, let's get going. So sorry to hear the news about Jeff Bozo being taken down by a competitor whose reporting, I understand, is far more accurate than the reporting in his lobbyist newspaper, the Amazon Washington Post. Hopefully the paper will soon be placed in better and more responsible hands. This is such a joke. It's so funny. I'm so glad that he came out and called him Bozo because he is such a Bozo. He is so fake. There is nothing real about Jeff Bozo and this new thing that's happening with his wife divorcing him. That's all fake too. So what is he doing? I love what he just did. He just called the Washington Post the lobbyist newspaper. It is true. It is a brilliant remark. It is an opposition party lobbyist newspaper. That's what it is. It is lobbying for the Democrats and the Washington Post. Let's remember, when good old Bozo bought the Washington Post, he was coming in as the hero to save it. That was because he had just gotten a contract with the government for cloud uh, computing and memory that was so huge it saved his company. So he took some of that money and he thought he was the king of the world. He was saying at that point he was gonna run to be president of the United States and was convinced that if he ran, he would become the president. That's just because he was running, because he's Jeff Bozo. No, no, sorry, you and dude Zuckerberg, who at this very self same time said, I could run for president, and if I did, if I could find the time to do so, said dude Zuckerberg, I would definitely become the president. There's no doubt about that. Just through my own personal account on Facebook, I could win the election. That is what happens to cardboard cutouts who don't know what they're talking about. What, they about. actually start believing their own publicity? Oh, Correct. And that's what you always used to say, you are really going off track when you believe your own PR, your own public relations. Yeah, but the other thing here is just so obvious. Uh, Jeff, he's no fool, and he sees what's coming down the pike, and he sees what it's going to do to Amazon and the Washington Post stock. He wants out, and he wants out big time, but he can't just sell because that's insider trading. He sees things that the rest of us don't see about his company. So I'm just saying that the divorce thing smells like a rat, and you know how we love rats around here and the conclave, because a family court judge could order him to sell half of Washington Post, half of Amazon stocks. And I think he owns about 12% of the stocks, so that would be 6% that would, you know, come off the top. Oh, how would that affect other stockholders right now if they knew that 6% of the stock could leave it at any time? I'm telling you, that way his wife gets her count, puts them in an offshore account for him, and he's fine. It is his parachute is really the only parachute he has and because the stock and all this could easily go to zero. Amazon was created 
you're correct. Amazon was created as a weaponization against mercantilism. And it has been so effective that we can't count all the different brick and mortar buildings and companies that have gone down because of Amazon. Amazon only started making money and making a profit two years ago. And even then it wasn't much profit. So as you say, if they take 6% off the top or if they have just this redistribution or if more than likely because Trump says he smells a rat here and this rat really is stinking and he knows what the result is and he knows that Bozo is going down. He implies that in between the lines. So what does he know? He knows that he, a few, literally a few weeks ago, said to the public, you know, Jeff Bozo, but he called him Bezos at that point, but Bozo needs to be careful because of antitrust actions that might be taken against him, if you remember that. And now all of a sudden, after we have predicted that Fang is going down anyway, these huge corporations that are all smoke and mirrors based upon warlord bankers and false assessments of their, of, of their assets, those, that's all fake. That's just so that they can have a flow of money through the big banks so that they can prop up the stock market because the central banks have bought into the stock market with one third of their assets. That's what's really going on. Well, look at it at another level. And I and I know I'm speaking glibly, but CIA, people always say that's called clowns in action. Well, when you have a bozo, he is a clown in action, okay? <laughs> and the thing is, is if you own Amazon and Washington Post stock and the president of the United States just called out your CEO as a clown, what, whoa, what are you doing? Why are you still invested in this thing? And he treats his people like slaves. And he basically is just a complete idiot. When you speak with him, you have to ask the question, how did this simpleton, just like dude Zuckerberg or many of the other uh, Silicon Valley cardboard cutouts, these warlord cyber kings, how did they get into these positions when they are idiots? When they really don't even know their own business and when they're speaking about their business, it is some kind of ideology that someone taught them that has nothing to do with reality. So do not tell me that Facebook makes all that money off of ads because you can push one button and stop all the ads and everyone does. No, it was about selling the private information they were stealing from you. And now we know, as we had already told you, but now it's public knowledge, that Google has been selling your Gmail accounts also in the information and them and access to 100% of them. Anybody can buy in or even in many times get it for free. Go in and look at all of your private, what you thought were private emails in your Gmail account and everything you've ever done. Listen, a Google. reader just sent me a link, a link that shows all of the Gmail that I have. Now, of course, that Gmail account is just used for junk, but still he could get a link to read all of my emails. I don't even know who he is, you know, that's crazy stuff. All right, let's get into some beer drinking here. Uh, if Elizabeth Warren, often referred to by me as Pocahontas, did this commercial from Bighorn or Wounded Knee instead of her kitchen with her husband dressed in a full Indian garb, then it would have been a smash. And then he's got a clip in there of that. Best line in the Elizabeth Warren beer catastrophe is to her husband, quote, thank you for being here. I'm glad you're here, close quote. It's their house. He's supposed to be there. Yeah, but it's so bad that, you know, why would he want to be associated with her? <laughs> Even though 
he happens to be married to her. She is such a fraud, a Focahontas, for heaven's sakes. She took scholarship money to go to Ivy League College, to Harvard, I believe it was. And it's all a lie. It's just like Barry Sotero. He took the same type of money. He lied about who he was, lied about his nature, lied about his parents, lied about where he was born, lied about his name, just like Elizabeth Warren lied about her descent. And she shouldn't be allowed to run. But if she wants to run, well then, please, I hope she's the, the, the candidate put forward because when the time comes, all we have to do is point a finger at her and say, you are a liar. Get out. Plus, look at it. it the only thing she ever did was run that organization that basically attacked anybody that wasn't a friend of Obama. And it was just, she's just a complete mess. So I hope she does actually the become the The Consumer Protection Bureau. Yes, which was only protecting. Which was just a laundering thing. I think they had a ton of money go through that. It was going to all kinds of crazy places. But right now... She is a leading candidate, and they're actually considering Big Mike Obama, for heaven's sakes. Do they really think that the truth won't come out if these people actually run for office? It's kind of like, you know, people believe that they have uh, nothing to hide. Well, these people have a lot to hide. Did I, you see what Elizabeth Warren had on her top shelf in the kitchen? A watermelon-eating... Uh, despicable, uh, racist. It was a little figurine. You can see it. I mean, and because she thinks that's okay to put there. I mean, it's not even a consciousness about that. That's crazy. All right, let's move on. The Trump portrait of an unsustainable border crisis is dead on. Quote, in the last two years, ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records, including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent killings, close quote. Want me to read on? Yes. America's southern border is eventually going to be militarized and defended, or the United States, as we have known it, is going to cease to exist. And Americans will not go gently into that good night, Patrick Buchanan. The great people of our country demand border security now. So I really like that quote uh, and the way that it's set up, it's hard to understand. But the point is the word militarized. Our border must become militarized. Why? We are in an invasion. How did the invasion happen? Well, let's look at the European Union. Well, one person, one leader, Angela Merkel, invited all of the refugees, the 58 million refugees that had been created because of the Arab Spring and Hillary and Obama's nonstop bombing of seven Arab countries where he put those people into refugee status. Merkel invited all of them, especially the, oh, I don't know, I think there was 4.5 million in Turkey at that time, invited them to just cross on over into Greece and come on up through Europe and don't worry about a thing. Come on all the way up to Germany and we are going to basically hand our country over to you. We're going to let you do anything you want. You're going to have complete immunity. Our social services are there to serve you, no matter how many wives and children you have. No matter how many crimes you commit here in Germany, Angela Merkel still says to this very day, we are going to make sure that nobody criticizes you because you are a migrant. You are a holy status. We kiss your feet. And though less than 2% of you who have come into Germany, and that's literally 
uh, I think it's uh, 2.2 million into Germany alone, only 2% of them actually have turned out to work. Only 2% of them or less actually work. So at this point, they have now offered $6,000 per migrant, per person, to go back home. And 24 of the 27 voting members of the, uh, of the European Union that were considering the issue of the migrant crisis just a few months ago voted to reverse their policy and send them all back home and to pay George Soros over $80 billion a year to screen these supposed asylum seekers. Now they're asylum seekers. Before that, they were holy sacred migrants uh, and not an invasion. We're not going to call them an invasion. In fact, that is what it is. So that's how it happened. What happened in America? Obama said, bring your unaccompanied minors to the border. And that brought MS-13 and the gangs from Central America. Well, that's just another form of ISIS. Oh, it's... Okay, you know, you call it what you will. Let's move on. Quote, gas prices drop across the United States because President Trump has deregulated energy, and we are now producing a great deal more oil than ever before, close quote, at Fox and Friends. But this is bad news for Russia. Why would President Trump do such a thing? Thought he worked for the Kremlin. Now, they think that's funny, but that is so unfunny to me that uh, it's insulting. Uh, okay, you get an LOL and then that's it. Because why? It's not funny at all. Because what has really happened was Trump went over and busted Angela Merkel and Vladimir Putin when he went over for his first meetings on NATO and said, why are you lying about Nord Stream 1? You've already brought that oil into Germany against the sanctions we have placed on it. Why are you lying to the European Union, Angela Merkel and Vladimir Putin, and not telling them that you've made Germany the leader in oil in Europe. So what did Trump do? He out-Trumped even Trumping them. He went and caused American oil to become one of the number one producers in the world. Not only that, he now tells OPEC what to do. And OPEC does what Trump tells them to do. Trump is now in control of oil. If you're in control of oil, you're in control of wars. Because that's what most of the wars in the recent past have focused on is who's going to get the oil, who's going to get the resources. And so they've been dividing up this land and who's going to get it and who gets the concessions and how do we take advantage of a bunch of Bedouins in the desert and steal their oil from them? That's what it's been about. So Trump has out-Trumped even the Russians trying to sneak in oil into the European Union. Now he's getting contracts with uh, countries, some of them exclusive like Poland, and other countries, where we are now giving oil to your European Union who do not want to break the sanctions and cheat and give Germany the advantage again. Germany again, who I want to point out, with France and Macron, who is now basically a war criminal as far as I'm concerned, starting a, a German-French military, what are we going to call it, the Fourth Reich? Well, I would say that he has, basically, he's usurped the usurpers and he's out-trumped the globalists. There you go. Next tweet. I've been waiting all weekend. Democrats must get to work now. Border must be secured and related. Nancy and crying Chuck can end the shutdown in 15 minutes. At this point, it has become their and the Democrats' fault, which he says later in the tweet. 
Dems in Puerto Rico as shutdown hits day 24. So reading all that together, what do we say about the shutdown? Basically, it's just beautiful. Because what did it do? It did what we said it would do. It is the beginning of the 2020 election campaign and these are Moabs that he's dropping on them. I am here all alone and you're in Puerto Rico. Now think about this. They just got sworn in and then they go on their midwinter retreat. Now this retreat is nothing more than a brainwashing. A boondoggle. And it's in Puerto Rico. How many of them went down to Puerto Rico when they were having their crisis to help them? No, these are Democrats. These are basically lobbyists who simply are buying political influence. And it's so pathetic that they would do this and go on vacation while the 800,000 are furloughed, furloughed because of the uh, shutdown. Well, they're using the um, their constituents, these employees, these federal employees who really are their constituents, they're using them as hostages. So we could really say that this is the uh, Schumer-Pelosi hostage crisis day 24. Absolutely, and I wish they would march on Washington, and I wish they'd march on the right people this time instead of going after Trump. What they're doing is they're obstructionists who will not allow the president to do his first and foremost duty, which is to secure America. The reason that there used to be a law and the NDAA supported that law, then was broken by Obama, and allows now there to be the Department of Defense active in the uh, domestic boundaries of America. The reason that was there is because generally you don't use your army to go attack anybody unless they're your enemy. But in this case, we have to use our military, our army, our armed forces, our law enforcement to simply defend ourselves. And that is a primary duty of the Commander-in-Chief. We are under an invasion, just like European Union was under the invasion I just described. He must secure our southern border. We are under invasion. Tens of thousands of new caravan members are forming and they are filled with literally war actors who are coming into our country and destroying it. That was Obama acting like Angela Merkel and using the George Soros open borders nonsense. That is true evil to try to promote open borders but, because we are not at the point that we can handle open borders. But it really is a, a hard red line because now people are having to decide what side of this wall, so to speak, they're on. Now, we've all known that Lindsey Graham is a globalist. I mean, he can do all of the virtue signaling he wants, but he's a globalist. So he's just come out and said, well, maybe we should just, Trump, maybe you should just do a, you know, lift it for temporary. Let's do three weeks. No, we have to hold the line here because what's happened is the globalists have infiltrated themselves and made it so that Trump can't, he's very difficult to move because if you read the uh, article or listen to the video later, what Lindsey Graham calls for is, says, Trump, please, you know, just use your emergency powers. And I say no, because if Trump uses his emergency powers, you know that the globalists will file in the Ninth Circuit, and the Ninth Circuit will take forever to get to the Supreme Court. When it gets to the Supreme Court, it's going to be a 5-4 decision. Why? Because they've got Ruth Gator Ginsburg as a wet work sitting someplace on a life support system or something. And then you've got Roberts, who we know is a globalist scumbag. And so what will happen is the vote will be 5-4, because what this is, is this 
really is for Americans to give up our sovereignty. And it's happening in this information kind of landscape, right? So we have to wait for Ginsburg to either resign or be pronounced dead. And then Trump can make all of his moves. So what we're going to see in 2019, we're going to see a huge, great American wall. And we are going to see a real conservative, not like a Kavanaugh, who's SES and still hasn't really shown me that he is truly a conservative. But we are going to see a conservative Supreme Court justice there to replace Ginsburg. You're absolutely right in, in, in all that you just said. And uh, what we're seeing here is also Trump is saying, in 15 minutes we can solve this, and that's the reason. Uh, the reason behind that is because they've already passed a bill in the House that gave 4.7 billion for the wall before the Republicans voted it, it uh, but the Democrats did not support it. All they have to do is change the number of that bill, run it through the House again, support it with just literally a few Democrats voting for it and then it would go to the Senate, and then a few Democrats need to vote for it, and it could be done, literally. This could happen in, in a day. But it's not going to happen, because what we're doing, what we are seeing, is Trump showing what's gonna happen for the next two years in the House. It's either going to be a zoo, where they're going to be examining everything, making sure that he doesn't wear a wig or a toupee, and you know, examining everything about his family even further, though we are already spent a hundred million dollars on examining Trump and any connections he has with Russia or any collusion with any bad things whatsoever. No, we're gonna see the House spend all of their time simply obstructing, making sure nothing goes forward, and making sure that one stupid investigation after the next continuously wastes tens of millions of dollars and waste the time of the people and, on the Hill. And you're going to see people um, showing who they are. They're either globalists or nationalists. You know, forget the whole Democrat-Republican narrative or whatever they want to call that. That's just not the case. It's Republicans can be globalists or they can be nationalists. Democrats, for the most part, are all globalists. Yeah, the Uniparty. The Uniparty is supported through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. It's supported through the same criminal uh, enterprises that have been running rigged uh, campaign elections for decades and decades, and that's the reason that they don't change the machines, which they know are corrupt, and they don't change the software, which they know they can manipulate very easily. Why? Because these are the machinations Trump is revealing. And what people might not see is that every day that ticks by, we get to see who the Democrats are more thoroughly. I mean, look at the insanity of the Democratic Party. There is no logic, and that's the reason he says that the uh, fake news has gone mad, they've gone crazy, they've gone insane, well, the lunatics. Let me read that tweet, because that is the final one. The fake news gets crazier and more dishonest every single day. Amazing to watch a certain people covering me and the tremendous success of this administration have truly gone mad. Their fake reporting creates anger and disunity. Take two weeks off and come back rested. Chill. Isn't that funny? He's telling the mainstream media, the opposition party, the, uh, the opposition propaganda group, the uh, group that works full-time against Trump, he's telling them to take the couple weeks off like the Dems did. Go down to Puerto Rico. Hang out. Chill. Be cool. Because why? Nothing is happening until the Democrats 
move forward to defend America in this war, this national emergency, which has already been declared. By the way, there are already existing well over a dozen national emergencies that were started by presidents that have never ended. Some of them go back to the 40s. And there are many of them in our modern times. So for Trump to say national emergency, well, he's already said there's three. He's already declared it twice that it was national emergency and then another emergency. And they all focused on things that are happening in our southern border. So it is no big deal to declare a national emergency. Well, it is if you are working against their 200-year plan. People keep asking what happened to the $50 billion for the fencing uh, act that was passed already by Congress. Well, that's what we keep telling you. It was sitting in the accounts, federal accounts. It was sitting in state accounts. And it was doing nothing. So Trump went and took that money. He already said he did this. We've already reported on this a long time ago. That's the reason he's already enhanced over half of the entire distance of the wall that he intends to build. So the point is, is the money was already there. And he has said that. And he has laughed. And he's laughed in their faces because they will not report the truth. They won't report anything good, so mainstream media thought it was bad, so they didn't report it. So what's he doing now? All he has to do is use part of his $600 billion. If it's a national emergency, he didn't have to ask anybody. And there's no court in the world that can stop him from putting, using the military to enhance and defend our border. Yeah, but they have weaponized the Ninth Circuit so that anything that Trump does to protect our borders is challenged in the Ninth Circuit. As, well, yes, especially if it's going to be anything And then you've got a corrupt written. Supreme Court that upholds this Ninth Circuit stuff. Yes, what they'll do is they'll take anything that's written in executive order or a, a statement of national emergency, or if there's an act of Congress or some uh, action that they can then look at, then someone will contest it, or they'll say that it is infringed upon them, whatever. And yes, that's exactly what they'll do. The Ninth Circuit, needs to be reined in by John Roberts, who allows... John Roberts, the, the uh, Supreme Court Justice that put 11, supervised them as well, corrupt FISA judges on? You, that Judge Roberts? Yes. Who rewrote Obamacare so that it fit the globalist agenda? Yes, that John that Roberts. That corrupt man who should be impeached. Who lies about his own health who's actually had seizure after seizure. He's and So then lying about your medicine. health is kind of a standard thing for the Supreme Court scum? Oh, yes, because it's their aides who do the work. We all know that. That's the reason that their aides get suggested to take the position of Supreme Court justices, though in some cases none of them have ever sat on the bench, have never been a judge. But because they wrote Supreme Court briefs, they are allowed then to be nominated. And this is what we have. We have just a bunch of eggheads working off of case law and not working off the United States Constitution. And it's it's absolute absurdity. They're working upon, out of their own case law, out of their own regulations, well, out of their own recommendations, instead of out of the existing laws. In other words, they are writing law through their own cases. Well, this is part of the rogue government that I'm talking about. Since we're Roe Wilson, we need to demolish this rogue government and we need to get back to the United States Constitution and law and order. Okay, and we're back. And we're going to go a little bit 
into the tall wood. I hope you guys hold on to your panties, y'all. Hold on, hold on. Especially if you're under age. Uh, 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 uh. It's really means a lot. As of right now, and our generals in our military have admitted that our boys and girls are ready to die for Israel. So if you do not feel like we can criticize Israel, we are anti-Semites because we do, you are under major brainwashing. All right, so first Talmud, what it is. Now let's keep moving, and I'm sorry, it's not going to be very professional because uh, I just, something happened here technically for me, and I am not as organized as I would like to be, but we'll do our best, okay? Just kind of hang in there with me. Now, Judeo-Christian values, did you hear the term before? Everybody tells you that our nation is a Christian nation, and we have a Judeo-Christian values. Now, is this really true? What is Judaism? Now, there is a true Judaism, you know. And that true Judaism was taught by Yahusha, Yeshua, our Messiah. But during the time he was here on earth, he was among the Pharisees. And they had their own form of Judaism. So when we are talking about Judeo-Christian values, which Judaism are we talking about? You know, many donations from United States go to Jewish organizations and uh, organizations for Christians and Jews. There are many. And a lot of money goes to yeshivas. Do you know what the yeshiva is? Yeshiva is a school. These are schools where they teach little boys from a very early age and they teach them Judaism, okay? And United States taxpayers are funding these schools in United States and in Israel. They're getting grants, and there's a huge push by Jewish organizations in United States to fund these schools, and we are doing it. Our government is doing it. Government of Israel is doing it in Israel, okay? And they have these little boys, they don't believe girls should study Judaism, so no girls are in these schools. In yeshivas are only boys. And they are teaching them Judaism. So I want to tell you what they are being taught. You see the rabbi on the picture teaching a boy. Now, what are they being taught? What is being installed in these boys from very early age? is a central text of Judaism and primary source of the Jewish law called Halakha and also primary source of the seven Noahide laws or the laws called uh, by Bnei Noah. Now, uh, we will talk about Noahide laws later. I'm gonna, I have actually three PowerPoints and I'm gonna give you a little tiny break between each, okay? But uh, we will come back to seven Noahide laws, and you will just learn how dangerous those laws are for us Americans and for entire world. 
centerpiece of Jewish cultural life is the Talmud, the foundation of Jewish thought and aspirations. And it is a tool for Jewish ethics. The Talmud serves as the guide for the daily life for every Jew. And it directs the review and relationship with the Gentiles. And of course, they call Gentiles the Goyim. So get familiar with that, the particular word, Goyim. Unless you are born of a Jewish mother, you are a Goyim, okay? Of course, non-Jews confuse Talmud with the Torah, and they sound vaguely similar, and they may give impression that they have the same concept, when in fact these are two very different things. Torah and Talmud are not the same. Talmud is a Hebrew word for learning, and Jews refer to the Talmud as Torah, and that's where it gets confusing, okay? However, the, the Talmud is only the oral part of the Torah, but when you talk to a Jewish person, and you, he will talk about Torah all day, and you think he's talking about what? The Old Testament or Tanakh, five books of Moses, right? That's what you will, you will think this, but that's not what his mind is talking about. He's thinking Talmud. For Christians, Torah refers to five books of Moses, of course, Akat Tanakh, and they are generally unaware of the Talmud and what it contains. For Jews, the Torah refers to Tanakh and Talmud together, and this is what you have to keep in mind when you talk to Jewish people. During the time of Yeshua, oral law was not yet codified and it was not written down. Maybe it was written down because everybody says it is written. Remember, it is written. So it was written down in some form, but not in a form we have it today. The Talmud we have today didn't exist back then, but it was somehow written down in some form and it was known as the traditions of the elders. Are you familiar with that from the study of Gospels, traditions of the elders? Now for Jewish rabbis and Jews in general, the Tanakh takes a secondary place to Talmud. You need to know that in yeshivas, the, what you know as Tanakh, as five books of Moses, takes completely second place. That's not important to them as much. They say that you cannot understand the Tanakh without the Talmud, that you have to have Talmud to understand Tanakh, okay? So for them, it's not important as much, and it's not really studied in yeshivas much either. Now, there are two Talmuds. Here is a Jerusalem Talmud and Babylonian Talmud. By 11th century, Babylonian Talmud was established supremacy, and today it is Babylonian Talmud that is meant by the word Talmud. When you have the word Talmud, and you wanna be you may be confused of which Talmud, well, there, is, there usually is, they're talking about one and only Talmud, that is very dear to these people, and it is the Babylonian Talmud. 
The Talmud is a compilation of historic rabbis discussing and debating what Torah means. It is an opinion of various Jewish rabbis. Just to say plainly, a bunch of old guys get together and they're arguing among themselves what means what. You understand? That's what basically it is, and that's how it was in a history. Talmud contains 63 tractates, 6,200 pages. It has two parts, Mishnah and Gemara. Now, Mishnah contains entire Jewish law, which is Halakha, and Gemara contains further explanation and interpretation of Mishnah. So when you think of Mishnah, it just simply what is the law in a Jewish law, halakha. This, 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 this is the kind of list of laws that they have. In Gemara, you, they're going much deeper. Now you have opinions of rabbis. This rabbi said this, and this rabbi said this, and this rabbi understood it like this. This one disagreed with the first one. And so basically it's just debate among rabbis and it's all written down and, and they're studying it in yeshivas and to them that's the word of God. The word of a rabbi is actually above the word of God, okay? So now you know why these rabbis cannot work in Israel, right? They don't go to work and Israel pays the money, the state of Israel pays the money to just study the Talmud because it's just never-ending discussion. They cannot come to a conclusion. Now, all this Talmud dates from 1342. It is available online to see and even got, kind of go through pages online if you're interested. But it can also be found in a British museum. So, Talmud is studied in entire Jewish Orthodox educational system. The Torah or Tanakh is not, okay? The parts of Talmud are even studied in secular schools in Israel, but the Torah is never mentioned, like Tanakh. When I see the Niana says Torah, I mean the Tanakh, okay? That's what I mean by Torah. So Tanakh or true Torah is really never mentioned in schools. Even IDF has appointed Jewish rabbis to ensure the Talmud influence in the Israeli army. Now, once I am done with this presentation, I have a lot of videos for you to show you, just little parts of a few things. Well, use that card to go speak about Yeshua. So we're not gonna pay you. And that's what's happening really in Israel. Okay, so they, our believers in Yeshua get persecuted in every possible way you can imagine. The latest is that they wanna take away their passports and citizenships, and also they wanna take them out of the state of Israel because they're not considered Jews, even though their mother was Jewish, even though they're Jews, and their parents believe Judaism their whole life. Okay, but they're considered non-Jews anymore just on one thing because they converted to the faith in Messiah. And these are things that churches won't tell you. Okay. All right, let's keep moving.
continue. All right, what does Talmud teaches about Christians and Gentiles? It is not a sin to kill a Christian. Even the best of goyim should be killed. Make no agreements with Christians. It is okay to behead Christian on a Sabbath. Now we're gonna find out in the Talmud, beheading is like a favorite thing. It's a law of the Talmud to behead um, the apostates. Extermination of Christians is necessary sacrifice. That one is in Zohar, particularly. Those who do not believe Torah or Talmud actually must be killed. Jews who convert to Christianity must be put to death. It is no sin to lie and deceive a Christian. Now, I'm going to add it just a little bit, and I'll show you some videos of some very important rabbis in Israel speaking on Temple Mount and speaking these things. But um, the last one, it is, no, it is no sin to lie and deceive a Christian. And I want to warn you, and I won't name names here, but I want to warn you that the state of Israel has sent out agents, Mossad agents, Shin Bet agents, and they are posing as Christian ministers or Israeli believers, pastors, and they are sent a lot, they travel a lot to America, Australia, Canada, South America, you know, and they just travel and they're miraculously, they travel this first class and they have so much money to be every week somewhere else and like these Christians in America have these huge conventions with them and thousands of people show up and and these are so-called Israeli believers, pastors who come here and everybody is so amazed because it's the Jew believes in Yeshua and he preaches gospel and they go crazy over him. And when you listen to his speech, next thing he's speaking and he's telling how great Netanyahu is, how great Trump is, and how great the state of Israel is, and how you have to support the political state of Israel. And that's basically what he came to tell you, to make sure that you will support this agenda, that you will willingly support it. So be careful. These people are not true believers in Yeshua. These people are agents, Mossad agents, who pose as believers, because according to Talmud, it is no sin to lie and deceive a Christian. Okay? So be careful. Make sure the Jewish believer is really Jewish believer. Okay. It would be appropriate to play some videos here. I have here in my notes. However, I have a very hard time getting to it, but I will at the end we'll just go through it. Um, I have to pass this, but... Okay, I really need this video, so let me try to go by. And he... What? I think... Okay, we might think it doesn't, and it might not be visible right now, and it might still not have the power. And a lot of people will think, oh, it will never have a power, it's just there, there's no power. No, no, we are progressing in our geopolitical system 
then Sanhedrin will have a lot of power. In fact, if you watch the latest news from Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin wants to replace United Nations. There is a call by major rabbis and they are influencing a lot of leaders of all nations. They want to get rid of United Nations and have a Sanhedrin International Court. And I want to tell you, Vatican is heavily involved. Vatican and Sanhedrin are like this. They're friends, best friends, okay? So what power has Sanhedrin? Noahide laws, whether it's the Pope or Obama or any nation, okay? If not, first we call, kill all their males by sword and you only leave the women. Okay, they must agree to follow seven laws. Okay, I want you to remember this, how they think and what they're teaching in yeshivas and among themselves and what their halakha is, because this is halakha. This is their law. Okay, now I need to get back to my, my PowerPoint. Here we go. I just... Did you find it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. State massacred 29 Palestinians in Hebron Mosque. Ariel praised the attacker as a martyr, and martyrs are about saints and righteous men in the Talmud. So here's a history how this particular rabbi is rabbi that is fully financed by Benjamin Netanyahu. Okay, so Oded Yinon Plan, I don't know if you have ever heard of Oded Yinon Plan. It's named after Oded Yinon, that was the name of the person, okay? It came out in 1982, and here on this map you can see what is their plan of conquering the land of Israel. Uh, this is what they want eventually, they want to have all of this land and without borders. And I think my husband was talking about this yesterday. And I want you to put together now uh, this plan for Greater Israel, Greater Israeli Project, with our foreign policy in the United States. If you can see similarities or, or cooperation, get it together with Mr. General Clark. Who knows what he said? General Clark said we're going to do what? Seven nations in five years? Correct. Now, hmm? right, exactly. They didn't have Rothschild banks. But the main thing is that they actually want to conquer it because it does include the Odedinon plan, includes uh, parts of Syria, Iraq, Kuwait, parts of Egypt, parts of Saudi Arabia. And I don't really know how they're going to still do it with Arabia because they are very big friends of, of Saudis. Okay, so, but there will be something. But this is their kind of end, end game. And our foreign policy in the United States goes along with this. 
this is why we are, when you ever wonder why we were ever in Iraq and killed millions of innocent Iraqis, which I believe is on our own shoulder here as American people. Uh, we are guilty just by not speaking up and supporting it. Okay, we have to repent. Gospel asks you to repentance, not tolerance. All right, let us repent for every innocent soul we have ever killed in these wars. But I want you to see that we are fighting as America, Americans, we are fighting Israeli plans, Israeli wars. The war in Iraq was based on false statements, false facts. There were no weapons of mass destruction, okay? It's a false war on terror. There is no such thing, okay? And we have killed innocent people. We have a blood guilt as a nation, and this is why we're going to be under judgment as well. And these wars are not benefiting United States in any way. We didn't need to do it. The same thing is Syria. Assad did not poison his own people. If you have an Israeli minister telling you that Assad poisoned his people, he's an agent of Mossad. He's not Yeshua's believer. Okay? All right, so we are fighting.